Oh, like I feel, I feel like to be good at talking and like good at podcasts, you have to be a bit opinionated, like mm-hmm. like too opinionated. Yeah. But then at the same time, I don't, I don't really have any strong opinions. I think it's impossible to know all the facts about anything. You know yeah. I mean? It's like even like what we talk about. I feel like pretty much what you just said. We leave it open ended. We don't act as if it's definite what we're saying. It's yeah, just like in my mean. experience. Because I'm always ready to find new information about anything, so I don't want to like overly commit to one yeah. train of thought or one way of thinking. So, yeah, it was I, like I, the I, um, what's it called? Um, RPE. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe, like saying what RPE is. So, like what we were talking about in that other podcast, like the more you learn about anything, the more you realize there is to know beyond what you currently know. Yeah. Literally infinitely more information than I could ever absorb out there yeah. <laughs> about that topic. That was the reason why for so long I would just not give nutrition advice. Mm. Well, it's easy for men. I'd yeah. just say eat more. Like, eat more. You can almost guarantee you're not eating enough. Yeah, I feel like I have like a sound level of knowledge to give some very basic advice yeah. on that. Yeah. But obviously there's yeah. so much more to know. Well, now I can just give basic advice like calorie surplus, calorie deficit, mm. certain macros, but also there's just so much stuff that contradicts yeah. whatever you say. Like, but I mean, plus as a PT, you're like not mm. technically supposed to give that mm. advice anyway. Like you yeah. could make a general macro suggestion, but yeah, I find it hard to be very opinionated about things. What's your biggest goal in the next month? I'd like to get on top of the marketing. Yeah. Like have a solid amount of people just coming in from that organically, like have that figured out would be good. In the next month, I'd like to have a clear vision for the rest of the year. I feel like our goals are changing a lot at the moment. Like what we're focusing on day to day can almost change. That it's a bit like, what is, where is this going right now? Mm. I I feel like we jump around from thing to thing. It's like we really need to like systemize, you know, getting tasks done. Mm. Because if you think about it in terms of using like that project management we use Trello for project management. If you think about it in terms of that, we've got like these things that are supposed to be our main goals. And then one day we'll just have a chat and be like, oh, we really need to do this. Yeah, let's do it. And we'll just immediately, it just jumps to the top of the list. And we've like, mm-hmm. there's all these other things we already wanted to do first. And it's like, for really like no reason at all, something else is just like. Do you think it's because that thing is just like a task that we can do right now. And there's like, um, you get in that gratification of doing it. But it's not like, like it's sometimes not always it, a task that we can do right now. But it's yeah. just like randomly something will just overtake everything else. Yeah. Just because it's like a new, new and shiny syndrome. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it is because of that. I mean, maybe it's because the other things have sat there too long and we kind of got like a bit stuck yeah. with them or something. Yeah. Or like maybe it's just because we've forgotten about those other things. It's like, oh yeah, I was actually supposed to be doing that. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I don't look at Trello for a while. It's good for managing like a project overall because I think if you have the... Yeah, we it was really good when we were had every project on there and it was just broken up into ta- into steps. Yeah. So you can just like, oh, what do I do right now? Oh, see what's on Trello. Yeah, and I think if you take like that task and it's got like the... It's got quite like large steps in it and then if you just take one of those large steps and then use that for your like personal to-do list. Like that's what I do. Mm-hmm. So it's like, for example, repairing those windows, go 
buy new material to make the windows mm -hmm. was like the task in the project manager. But then like, so I would go into my personal to-do list and break that down into like measure up the old ones, go to Bunnings and buy a sheet of this specific mm -hmm. ply and then buy these specific screws. But like that doesn't all need to be mm -hmm. in the project manager because it's not yeah. super relevant because otherwise you're going to have like 7,000 to-do items mm -hmm. in the... Why do we fall off using that? Because... You've got back into using it recently and I'm trying to get into the habit of using it again now. Yeah. But we were using it all the time and then we sort of just forgot about it. Yeah, well, I think it's because we were looking for extra things to do and then at one point we were kind of getting like so busy with things that mm. it's like, oh, I don't need to go check what extra things yeah. I have to do because I'm already, I'm already doing so much. Yeah, like I think we just got so bloated, like half the things on there were things that we couldn't even do. Yeah, that's right what... Right now, and I kept yeah. looking at it, I'm like, ugh, like, I can't even do any of this stuff on here right now. Like, You're just sorting through this to, massive list. It's yeah. like, can't do that, can't do that, can't do that. It's like, oh, like, there's nothing on here. Yeah, so, so many of them were just resource-based. Like, we need to have this amount of money to do this by then. And it's like, well, this isn't really a task I can do. It's just this yeah. is something that's going to come when we have the resources to do so. Yeah, I think... And then it was just like, yeah, that just... I think we need to maybe, review it. You need to just, I think... We need to have like a like a schedule for reviewing the tasks yeah. and then like put some on the back burner mm -hmm. and put some yeah. like front and center. If we're waiting for a certain thing, like that's got to go on the back burner because we can't progress that any further. Yeah. Just get it out of the way so it's not yeah. taking up. You need to keep it daily and specific. And yeah, it needs to be super Spec actionable. Mm. So yeah, I mean, we should just go through it and do a big cull yeah. and get rid of all the stuff that's just bloated it. Yeah. Because the whole thing was just bloated that... I didn't, I stopped actually getting anything out of it. Mm. When that was like, do this, this, and this. Yeah, it needs this to week. Be. Like, okay, and we had those deadlines on it. That was really good. Yeah. I think we just, I think um, yeah, the I, biggest I thing I forgot for me, about how good it was. Yeah, it is good. It definitely, it's definitely good. Cause then, yeah, like you, sh we shouldn't have new ideas coming in that just immediately jump to the front of the line mm -hmm. when there's these other things that like are more important. I mean, like maybe, yeah, maybe if there's something that it's like we're both like, oh, that's a good idea. We should do that immediately. Obviously, yeah, that that can. But I think it needs to be a bit of a process. Oh, okay, is it actually more important than this, or is it going to do more for the members or more to progress the gym mm -hmm. and actually review whereabouts in the priority list it should go, rather than just jumping straight to the top. Yeah, I feel like I've rubbed off on you <laughs> in that regards. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I've always, I am a little bit like that as well. It's like I'll think of something and be like, I want to do that right now. Like I do do that myself. Okay. Cause not, <laughs> it's not for you, but I just try, I try really hard not to do that and mm. to be like systematic about everything. Yeah. And then, but if it's like, you're also like, yeah, let's fucking do this now. Then I'm like, yeah, let's do it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I'm used, I need someone. Yeah. My dad was like the opposite when I worked for him. Mm -hmm. It was always like, oh yeah, cool, like good idea. Put some more thought into it and then come back to me in a week when you've figured out the details. Everything would happen so slowly, which wasn't like a bad thing. Mm -hmm. um, but everything would just happen so slowly because it, he would kind of put me in my place a bit saying like, yeah, that's an idea. And now come back when it's actually a plan mm -hmm. sort of thing. It's like, okay, how are you going to do it? What's it going to cost? Mm -hmm. When are you going to do it? Who's like involved? could force me to think it out way more yeah, and then that's really good man yeah yeah it is good and then you say he was like a mentor oh yeah definitely yeah i mean like i worked for him so yeah yeah he's like 
was my boss. But yeah, like he's obviously trying to help me mm. a bit more than your average employee. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely is something that could probably work in our favor, mm. but sometimes distract us and sidetrack yeah. us. But it's the speed of some things get done really quickly because it's like, like <laughs> yeah, we just jump into them. But I feel so, I feel it's also a bit rushed some things yeah. as well. Because I was thinking about this the other day. Um, have you ever heard of decision fatigue? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you get fatigued, like you get mentally fatigued from making too many decisions in mm -hmm. a day. Yeah. And I think we do that to each other a bit because we just spew out ideas to each other. Mm -hmm. So many different things to consider and think about. It's hard to find and like consider what's actually the best mm. idea. So I kind of think it'd be better to have the idea but sort of keep it to yourself and formulate it a little bit more mm -hmm. and play it out a little bit yeah. before we sort of share it. I mean, it's it's good to bounce ideas back and forth to mm -hmm. like to build new ideas, but yeah. we currently have so many that it's like, it's almost like fatiguing to think about all the things we could do. The amount of things, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a strength, but it's also, if you're not conscious, it can be a weakness. Mm. And like the fact that you have ideas and things that excite you and you know, you have all these possibilities of yeah. where you can take things and you realize you can do all those things. Like a lot of people are very limited in that way of thinking. They don't even, they don't allow themselves to think that at all. So it's great that we have that, but it's almost too mm. much. That it's <laughs> yeah, it's finding a balance of it. Yeah, because an idea means nothing if it's not actioned. Mm. You do the best ideas in the world, or the most creative and great intention, but if you didn't action any of them, it didn't matter. Yeah, and then yeah, by, by the same token, it's also like you don't just want to immediately start on an idea before considering like what other implications it has and like how it's going to affect your other ideas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like how that's all going to work together. Have you heard, um, I heard that Obama used to have like all the same shirts and like suits mm -hmm. so that like when he'd get dressed in the morning, it's like one less decision to make because <laughs> <laughs> he's got to make like a hundred decisions a day, yeah. like sitting in the office. I could wear the same thing every day. <laughs> yeah. Problem with that. Yeah, I could. I pretty much do. Strength Sanctuary shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just need some more Strength Sanctuary shirts. That's eighty percent of my clothing. Yeah. <laughs> People assume we make a lot of money here. Everything looks better from the outside looking in. That's because grass is always green. It's because the gym's always get gotten better. And yeah. Pretty. It's pretty obvious we spend a lot of money on the gym and making it better. And you look at it, you're like, oh, this is sick. Like, yeah, it costs money to do, but that's where. Almost four years of just putting absolutely everything back into the business, and most of that not not paying any any staff, um, a lot of free hours. Like that's the cost of that. It's not <laughs> a lot of patience, which is awesome. Like I want the gym to be like a state of the art facility where people are like there's a lot of money in here, and that just goes to show patience. Like there's no luck. You create your own luck. Some people yeah, oh, I don't really people say you're lucky. Like some say that oh you're lucky with your work. I'm like. What do you mean luck? There's, there's been absolutely no luck. Yeah, I've had constant uncertainty for four years. I've had no no security. I've run myself into the ground multiple times. Yeah, like you quit like, your job to start a gym. Like what what part of that is luck? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're lucky with your work. I'm like, there's constant uncertainty. Everything's on me. There's like that responsibility is always there. Like there's a weight that comes with it. But is it the best thing ever? And would I be completely unhappy doing anything else? Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't say people assume or like, Oh, you're lucky. It's like a fuck you. Yeah, I'm always, I'm always glad to have been through a pretty low point at the start of coming into this business. Mm -hmm. You know, when you look back and you've made it 
and you're looking back where you came from, if it was just easy the whole time, you would have zero experience mm. of being able to run a business when things get hard. You'd have like no life experience from it. Yeah. If it's just well, easy if, and money's given to you. Well, everyone would just do it if it was easy. They just see they see all the perks. They don't see, you know, so much like the the you know, not having weekends, you know, not going on holidays, not really having any savings, you know, all these little things. Like they just see the physical thing and what you post on social media. That's the highlight reel. Like we love it and it's awesome, like don't get us wrong. It hasn't come with patience and sacrifice and just commitment. And that's what I love about the logo. I look at that and I just see that. Like, you just know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know? And like you said, um, with the ukulele, it hasn't been easy. Well, like I was looking not, about, I was not thinking glad about, it hasn't been easy, but I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking about when you, it's, well, it's our, it's our one year anniversary as well. <laughs> it's literally, our, was it the first today? It was when we opened up and it's the first. It was pretty much like, was it official? It was pretty much. Was it? Just, yeah. So we're going to show you, yeah. Now, um, like looking back on where we were then, where we are now, I was like, holy fuck, like imagine being at this point. Mm. Like we will be at this point by the end of 2020, yeah. we'll be at the, where yeah. we are now. Yeah, I remember sitting in this room and we were getting out our phones and be like, what would it be if we had this many members? It's like, we literally have the amount of members now that we were discussing back then. <laughs> yeah. Remember we were, typing yeah. in, we were typing in like 250 members, yeah. 300 members. Well, that's one year. Yeah. And it's sort of like, oh, oh, we're so far away from goals. Like, actually, look, it's been, it's been a good year. Oh, dude, it's such a good year. Mm. We've had like over a hundred percent growth. Mm. I mean, started pretty low. Yeah, <laughs> the bar wasn't set Still, real high, yeah, but it wasn't very much. But I think it's just being on the same page and commitment and trust. Like, that has been the biggest determiner of that. I reckon it's just mm. I can just trust you, like. Mm. To just do it, <laughs> you know how amazing that is. Mm. I think when you put in a certain amount of work, it's pretty much impossible not to, you know, go upwards. It's like you don't really give yourself an option. You just go constantly think about the possibilities. But yeah, a year. There you go. It's like so you'd be like, oh, we're not, we're so far away from a goal, but also, how far are we coming in a year? Mm. It's like crazy, all the things that we that we've worked on and. Even just physically, the gym has changed massively. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of different pieces of equipment. So yeah, it's it's so easy to get caught up in, and say the rat race, but of just getting to that goal, always, never being satisfied, mm. because you're always like, oh, I'm still further away, and then if you get that, you just create a new goal, which is even further away. That it's like, oh, you'll be happy then. You've got to enjoy the process. Like, yeah, so much of this I've just loved. Like even. When we were half members we are now, I just loved it. Like, yeah, it was just that process of just building something and refining that vision, and over time, mm. create like figuring out what it's going to be. You know, it's like you, you don't know where it's going to go. Yeah, and enjoy the process. Like, if you don't, if you're miserable doing it, like, what the fuck's the point? Because you know, even when you get to that end number, you're just going to get there, and you're not going to feel any different. Mm. Like, you're not just magically going to see a number. And everything's going to be changed. It's you've got to enjoy it and just be immersed in it and believe in it. And then, like that, just going to happen. It's just going to be normal for you. It's like, oh, we're here now. Yeah. Oh, of course, because this is what happened. This is what we had to do, and this is what we had to become. Like, 
yeah, it's, obviously that's going to happen. And that's what gives you the patience, and that's why it's also worth it. It's like it wouldn't happen any other way, man. Like, I could, I could, if I had to, do it for another three years, like, be in that uncomfortable position. But no, I, I know I'm not planning on doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's self-sabotage and take a few steps back so we can just live in uncertainty. <laughs> this, what's your ultimate goal for this brand? And well, in 10 years' time, I would like to not be coming in here out of necessity to cover hours, but, you know, just when I want to do whatever work I want to do, you know, have the different location, bigger, maybe even like a purpose-built location. Yeah, I really don't, haven't thought about that much. I'd always think like, yeah, I just want it to be better, but I don't really th think how. Well, I do short term, but not, <laughs> not 10 years. Um, You're on the spot now. Yeah. I reckon we could easily become the best gym in Brisbane, not Queensland. I mean, the competition's not that crazy. <laughs> not to like disrespect any other businesses, but yeah. Just commercial gyms, like even, they're just franchises. Mm. Like there's not one sort of like gym. Like There's a couple of independent ones that are like decent, but yeah, most of the bigger they're, ones they're, are franchises. Yeah. Most of the ones that are independent are just powerlifting gyms. I just work. Powerlifting gyms? Yeah. Like so some of the best powerlifting gyms in Australia and Brisbane, but we're not in that box. We're just training. Mm. No. Yeah, I think um, a lot of them, you know, the way they're set up is just to like be a sort of passive income and like a nice place to have like a certain amount of members and then they'll like have a marketing budget to like maintain that amount of members. You know, just keep the income ticking over mm. where our, or like my mindset is more around consistently getting better. So like always looking for things to improve. And I feel like if you're in that situation where you've got that franchise sort of gym, it's like there's not really anything to improve. I mean, it's sort of yeah. you're at the finish stage. Yeah. You have like set ways of doing things. Yeah. Well, this is so open-ended. This can just like become anything. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to go to more of a boutique gym direction. So like a more of an experience. Because, mm. um, I mean, it would be easy to go rent a bigger warehouse and get twice the amount of equipment well it wouldn't be easy but <laughs> it's possible um but i mean then you'd just be sort of you know at some point you're just sort of just like cramming more and more people into the space without offering anymore i think uh to get this sort of experience it's better to keep the members lower but offer something a bit more at, like obviously it's going to come at a higher price point but it would be worth it it's a good question. I feel like there's going to the gym and then there's going to the sanctuary. They have different connotations. Like I want to be like a holistic, sort of like a lifestyle. Almost like a way of being. Like you go to the gym to get big and strong and you go to the sanctuary to become the best version of you. There's more intention behind it. I've never really had this conversation before. We could start a cult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to go in that direction. You have, to, you have to do a blood pact to train us. Join us. We've just got to balance it out with some silliness. <laughs> like I've thought about like a, a one month goal. <laughs> yeah. Or like one year, never like a 10 year. How do you decide what is the most important thing that you should be doing? Just follow your intuition. <laughs> um, I don't know what can benefit the most amount of people with the vision in mind um, 
depends on like if you have the resources right now to do it if you do do it if you have all the details it's a good question like if you know every step and, and exactly what you need to do mm. and you think it's going to make it a direct improvement and you can do it right now i think do it right now with a lot of things a lot of people wait like with the plans for instance there's no direct you know having an extra few plans is going to just magically bring in 20 people and if you always just think about that you're not going to focus on the bigger picture but actually well right now let's weave up time i want to do anything else let's go get some plans get them up put them up then like those things that you do the small things where you have the clear picture in mind of just like say for us a sanctuary it makes a big difference to building that like we could have said oh there's no reason to get the plants because it's not going to bring any members plants don't make us money yeah Yeah. but no if you can think about that vision and and the meaning then indirectly that's going to lead to a lot more people over like long periods of time Mm. yeah it's it's like you don't need yeah i don't it's hard it's a really hard question because there's no right or wrong yeah really but i think that's one of the things that i'm glad that i've always been able to do is is see long-term benefits of doing things like the feeling and the emotion behind it and give and give things importance that a lot of other businesses wouldn't because they just see right what's going to bring in the most amount of people right now at face value yeah is it making sense? Yeah, well, you need to. Well, I think you're looking at looking at it in a way of establishing the brand. Yeah. Helping to establish the the culture and the brand as well. Yeah, it's not it's not a direct income source, but it's sort of it's so important. Yeah, I mean, you need to establish the brand so people know what they are buying, what they're paying for, what product they're getting. Oh, that for that specific example of the plants I'm talking mm. about. Yeah. Yeah. But it's hard to know because we we decide that. Yeah. And there is no clear path yeah. of what the best thing to focus on right now is. It's just you've just got to discern that yourself. Yeah, I mean, we don't have a, we don't really have like an estimation of how much return on the investment there's going to be. It's like accessibility, price, like ease of doing. A lot of the things we do, there's no direct return. And a lot of people would used to tell me I'd be focusing on the wrong things. And my parents would always be like, stop buying equipment, stop spending money, stop doing this, just like, just save money and just pay yourself more and do all these other things. I'm like, how's that going to build my brand? Like, if I don't spend money, how is this place going to get better? Like, it just yeah. didn't make sense to me. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that. with anything, there's got to be a balance. Yeah. I would say personally, I think you did go a little bit too far in the in the reinvestment category. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I you mean, could definitely say that. Definitely say that you could have focused on paying myself more, so that I'd have been less stressed personally, mm-hmm. and that yeah, I should be compensated more for my hours. But at the same time, there's probably a lot of things I don't feel like in the gym may not be as far ahead in certain aspects if I didn't do that. Maybe you wouldn't have wanted to come on board because there was less equipment or certain things may not have happened. I was always like, this needs to come first. This, I'm young, I don't need to, I don't need much. Like, I can get away with living at risk, I guess. I'll sleep in my car yeah. as long as I get the gym. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I can live at risk as long as this is progressing. That's all that matters because ultimately, long term, this is, it's going to come back to me and have that faith. And who knows if I didn't, wasn't constantly like that for so long, like I didn't have to, who knows where I would be if I didn't, maybe you wouldn't be here. Maybe, you know, the gym would have had no plans, like (laughs) things like that. (laughs) It wouldn't have got done because no way. It's just, I just, I know I always just had that mindset. 
I have to, everything has to, like, what's the point? I'd always say, what's the point in me having 10 grand in my bank account when there could be 10 grand making the gym better? And it was always like, they should spend it on other things. Like, I want the gym to speak for itself and for people to walk in and be like, holy fuck. Like, I want them to feel something. And until that's done, why do I have need money in my account? What is it going to be doing there when it could be making the experience of training here better? Like that just never made sense to me. And a lot of people would say that that's stupid. Like you shouldn't be living that way. But so what? I'm 22 to 24. Like even now I'm young. For me, the riskiest thing ever would be knowing that if I didn't put absolutely everything into the gym and, and it failed because I didn't do that, that would nag at me forever. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. I always thought that way. I was like, so what? I've got I've got 20 grand in my bank account or more because I decided to pay myself more and save it. But my business failed and I knew that. Like, what did I need that money for? Why don't I, do I need to buy a house because everyone else is? Or well, that's what stability is. You no, know, for me, the riskiest thing ever is doing something that I don't like doing in my life. I'm very bad employed. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's always been my my mindset, and I've received so much criticism for that by so many people for so long. And I was, you know, reckless, um, stupid, I've been called all these things. But ultimately, maybe you wouldn't be here. Maybe this gym wouldn't be here if I didn't have that mindset. There was a period where we were losing members, but I was still like, need to make it better. Hmm. What am I marketing? if I don't believe in it or if it's not the best, it's not something I'm gonna be really proud of. Yeah. What's the point in putting an ad up if your gym looks like shit, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty, definitely a risky thing to do. Well, it is risky, but I mean, it's like, what other options do you have? Is like when the sales are declining to spend even more rather than cutting back spending. Yeah. That's a hard decision to make. And for so long, I, I had to do that myself. I not, don't spend money, like, you can't spend money on that, okay. I'll spend my own money. <laughs> Not going all in has always been so much risky yeah. to me. But I've definitely, I can see the flaws in the way of thinking. And I've definitely wasted money and lost out on things because of it as well. It's not all perfect. Should we wrap it up there? Yeah. Hang I don't I feel like that anymore. Like, I don't have to be like that anymore. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to think that way. And definitely when you came in, that was like, it was good because it forced me to stop thinking that way. Or like sacrifice, not putting myself first. Like there's so many things you're like, dude, you, you don't need to do that anymore. Like there is some income coming in. Like you, you need to stop doing that. Like the gym can pay for that. There's anything I really wanted. Well, I don't think Ryan will see the value in this. And I just want this. So I'm going to do it and spend my own money. You're like, no dude, like the gym can pay for that. And I was like, that's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not nice. It's just what, <laughs> it's a business expense. The business uh, yeah. should pay for it. It's like, no, there's value in that. Like we can do that. Like if you really want to do that. Cause I was fully willing to put my savings right into that. <laughs> no, look, I believe, I, I know at the start, I think that's necessary. It's yeah. like, you can't start from nothing and have income. So like, yeah, 100%, you got to start with something and put money in. But then from that point, it's like, you should have enough from the beginning to immediately get to a point where it can start making a return. And I think if you don't have enough to do that, like you shouldn't start the business. And like, you know, maybe you guys didn't quite have enough to do that because you were putting money in for, mm. for a long time. So, yeah. I mean, but yeah, you, you took the risk anyway, which is like- Well, we're here. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't tell anyone to do what I've done. And yeah, <laughs> that depends what how yeah. bad you want it. Like, yeah. are you going to make it happen despite your circumstances and sacrifice? Because you can do that if you want to. Mm. 
but is that a good way to live and is that not stressful and <laughs> is that worth it? I don't know. Right now, I would say it was and I'm glad that's happened because it's given me a lot of gratitude for being in the situation I'm in now, which is like still by no means anywhere close where we want to be. Mm. But it's like, it's been really good, but no, it's, yeah, I wouldn't advise it. Mm. So, yeah, that's been a little bit of insight into the behind the scenes of Strength Sanctuary. That's mm. probably going to wrap up episode number five. Yeah, cool. If you want to know how to run a gym, watch this podcast. No, I don't watch this podcast. <laughs> also, don't open a gym. <laughs> Terrible idea. <laughs> Especially not in Brisbane. Yeah. Unless you like having no money <laughs> for wages. No, nah, probably don't do it at 22. No experience. Or do. I don't think anyone should ever open a gym, especially not anywhere near my gym. <laughs> um, yeah, that's going to wrap up this podcast. Love to know what you think. If you made it all the way to the end, let us know in a comment. And don't forget to like and subscribe. We'll see you in the next and episode. Don't forget to drink your monster. <laughs> <laughs>